Hello and welcome to the Talking Transformation podcast. This is Matt Bird, the founder of Cinnamon Network International. And I'm delighted to have with me today as my special guest, Shola Adelipo. Hey, welcome. It's great that you're with me today, Shola. Good morning, Matt. It's good to be here. Now, you are a woman of many uh, acclaim. You are the <laughs> chief executive of the Healthy Church Initiative. You're studying for a PhD and you're also lecturing at Coventry University and uh, and involved in many, many other things. Indeed. It's so good to have you with us. It's such a privilege. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. It's good to be here. Now, we met a few years ago and it struck me then that you were addressing a really, really important issue uh, through local churches to help transform lives and transform communities. And it's all around um, well-being, holistic health care. How mm-hmm. would you describe it, Shola? Yeah, that's a good question, actually. I describe the Healthy Church Initiative as um, a transformational um, journey. For... I like that word, transformational. That yes. works for me. A transformational journey. <laughs> a transformational journey for, for church um, congregations. We particularly are focusing on the black church community because there just seems to be a higher incidence of what we call avoidable chronic illnesses. So it's a bit like saying, you know, church is all is often about, you know, lots of spiritual health, you know, sort out your spirit, work out your salvation with trembling fear fear. and trembling yeah absolutely but what we're literally saying with the healthy church initiative is hello don't forget your body because your body um, is the container aren't we gonna have a resurrection body i mean does does it does it how much does it matter yeah indeed and you know our, our 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 um foundational scripture for the organization um, which yeah. is food for purpose and the healthy church initiative is one of our major modules and programs it is mark sixteen fifteen, which says go ye therefore into the world and preach the kingdom's gospel so while we're here on earth we won't be able to go if our body which is the vehicle is broken so wow. really, you know, we don't need to go you therefore when we get into that resurrection body. In fact, I guess we can do what we like, perhaps sip smoothies in heaven. But, we... <laughs> but also the Bible, the Bible tells us that our bodies are a temple of in... God's presence. Absolutely. And his, his, his Holy Spirit. So, Indeed. you know, and uh, so, you know, I mean, I, I love drawing out this distinction between transactional theology and transformational theology. Mm-hmm. Transactional theology, all it's bothered about is do you believe A, B and C and are you going to heaven? Whereas mm. transformational theology uh, is about a gospel of the kingdom of God, which is holistic, integral, and it transforms every aspect of our lives. And I guess that's what the, the Healthy Church Initiative is based upon. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is a 360 degree um, program, which is addressing spirit, soul and body, which is, you know, often Matt, people see um, they mix looking off your body with being fleshy. And therefore, you know, kind of people just let things go. But this isn't about being fleshy. It's actually about being a good steward of your body, which is a gift. Yeah. And a vehicle, as you said. Indeed. Yes. So, you know, so how easy do you find it to inspire church leaders that uh, physical health should sit alongside spiritual health? Initially, I was quite daunted. You know, I've worked in the NHS as a dietitian for um, 
about I'd worked for about 20 years and four years ago I left the NHS and I was quite daunted by the fact that God was calling me to talk to you know really sort of influential quite important um, black church leaders but actually I think you know we, when I look at the drivers what is it that's going to get to the heart of a, a Christian leader it's the scripture so yeah. it wasn't as difficult because I was using scripture Mark 16 15 was foundational and every time I've used that scripture Matt I can just see, you know, the penny drop and people say like, aha, so I see. So if we're not looking after our body and then, of course, you know, third John, you know, talks about, you know, the letter to um, Gaius, which is saying, you know, um, I desire that you you prosper in health, even as your soul prospers. So there's a, a place of prosperity of our health, which is so important to our mandate here on Earth. So initially it was quite tricky. But um, gradually, you know, it's getting easier and easier when we're applying scripture and yeah. then sort of joining the dots with so So, so in day to day church life or life yeah. as a Christian here on earth, that means that you need to be careful um, what you do with your body so that you can fulfill purpose here on earth. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm teasing this out because yeah, this podcast is listened to by lots of leaders. Mm. And I think having that theological, biblical framework is, is, is as you say, the foundation mm. for uh, highlighting the importance of this. Now, now jumping in practically, because uh, there's lots of things I want to explore in this podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got in front of me here the Healthy Church Initiative, which encourages um, six things. Yes. And, and, and I've I've tweaked it slightly. I hope you don't mind, but <laughs> but, but 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 I've simply summarised it as increase three things and reduce three things. Absolutely, well spotted, Matt. I, I, I don't, I may, maybe that's how you frame it. But you know, you're you're encouraging people to increase activity. Yeah. Increase fluid intake, water. Yeah. Increase fibre. Absolutely. And at the same time, reduce sugar, reduce fat and salt, and reduce portion sizes absolutely so tell us a little bit more about how this how you use this model um i mean it's, it's brilliant it's brilliant in its simplicity because you know it, it doesn't stick unless it's simple so, so <laughs> how, how do you use this okay so, so basically at the center of the healthy church initiative is you know past training of, of pastoral uh, leaders the church leaders and the nomination of health champions and you know lots of research around um, church-based health programs are very clear that they don't actually stick or work without the agreement of um, you know that the pastoral uh, or the church leader really important yeah. and then they're, of kind course, of, they're, they're, they're kind of the gatekeeper aren't they 100 percent 100% Matt and actually there is empirical research more so in the US showing that um people believe their church leader more than they believe their GP so we Ooh. are talking about some serious you know influences here and, and one of the things we do with the healthy church is if we say to church leaders do you know how influential you are in terms of the spiritual and physical behavior of the church that you pastor so this is really you know quite important and god is expecting leaders to to understand and use this influence to support the health of the congregation yeah. so we've got the the pastoral influence and then it's the nomination of health champions because after all matt we're talking about a six-week program um when we 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 move away the church has to be able to function so the health champions are individuals that we train to keep the program going 
after six weeks. So we visit at six, 12 and uh, six, 12, 18 and 24 months to ensure that, you know, they're still keeping up. But the health champions really are integral to keeping things oiled. Yeah. Um, being a healthy church means, you know, doing other things. So being a sugar smart church, being salt smart, being active. And we help churches to do that. But they have to really frame it and and work on, use the things that we've taught them to, yeah. to make it their own. So that, that's yeah. really crucial. So are you saying that we shouldn't serve donuts? Um in, uh, in a, a church is that what you're saying well well i i, I i'm not saying anything but for, um, for the week for our sugar week in the video in our video for for sugar so we have the the workbook which you've seen um, yeah. and for each um week so three things to increase these things to decrease we also have six videos and in in our video for sugar content we talk about you know the book of proverbs which says you know um do you like honey and it's literally, the Bible's literally saying, that's fine, but don't eat too much. But what yeah. I find even more funny and, you know, a bit more ironic is that the, the book of Proverbs says, you know, if, you, if you're a big eater, put a knife to your throat. So... Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're finding that, you know, that there are lots of um, biblical parallels in terms of, you know, eating too much. And the Bible is, everything is about moderation. So, you know, without my dietetic career, you know, without all of that, we can go to scripture and scripture is very clear and un un unambiguous about, you know, eating and drinking. Moderation is key. So you can have a donut every other Sunday. Tiny okay. one. Thank you. <laughs> tiny one. A tiny one, a mini donut. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, so if a church you know, is listening to this podcast, Charlotte, and they're thinking, mm. actually, we've never done anything mm. around physical health. And perhaps this would be a good thing to do. Mm. Um, as a leader, I'm kind of buying into it. I can see the theological basis. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think there's somebody in our church, and, and I can, actually, I, I, they're probably thinking, I know exactly who that person, that enthusiast could be. <laughs> Are you saying that you can provide all the materials for that enthusiast to be trained to run this program for members of the congregation and for the community? Absolutely, one hundred percent. So, we, once they have a, once the church leaders have nominated a health champion or health champions, um, we run a training program which is now available online, and then they're literally equipped to um, register individuals in their churches. And week by week, with their fantastic workbook and also access to our. Um, online community where we have um, other videos and resources they can literally run the program by yeah. themselves however we're online um, to help so you know we're at the end of a phone we have some yeah. um, support via <clears throat> Q&A to help um, health champions who don't yeah. feel as confident but literally Matt it, it is a pack that can be yeah. run locally in the church and and really it is about you know um supporting the church to fulfill purpose it's not about being a skinny mini it's not about having a six pack <laughs> you know it's not it's not a boot camp it really is about our mission I, I... here on earth <laughs> yeah i've been praying for a six pack do you know what my prayers haven't been answered i think i need to develop some some other disciplines and habits in life <laughs> well, well you know that, that there's some uh, some church leaders have said to me what's the point of a six pack when i can have one pack so 
<laughs> oh, what fun! So, dude, I'm as we chat. I'm looking at the Healthy Church Initiative mm. um, website, awesome. and, and particularly your training model yeah. and the videos that go with it. And I must say, Shola, they are first class. Oh, uh, thank you very much. Absolutely first class. So, if this interests thank you, you, um, you know, uh, talk to Shola. How many churches in the UK? Um, are running the Healthy Church Initiative at the moment? Um, uh, well, the new, this, this new package, none. So the old package, we had about four, I think four running yeah. the old package. Literally, the book that you've seen has literally um, changed because of COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. um, so, so obviously with um, social distancing, it meant that our teams couldn't go into churches. <laughs> mm. So we developed the workbook and the videos to work together, whereby you can just scan a QR code or have a, yeah. a link. Um, and at the moment, actually, we, we don't have any churches fully signed up, but we're working with about 35 leaders um, yeah. We've been working with 35 leaders in the month of June to show them how it works and yeah. to um, get them to subscribe. So um, this could be, you know, 35 churches actually. Wow, that's but, amazing! Yeah. And, and 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 the church that I'm an honorary elder at, I'd love to connect you with them. Uh, because I think they'd love to run this program, so let's make sure we talk after this podcast. Because I'm, I'm now, I'm now convinced. Um, so <laughs> earlier, you said that you're particularly interested in working um, with the the BAM community, the Black yes. Asian Minority Ethnic Community, um, and you said something around there's a higher incidence of some avoidable chronic illnesses within the BAM community yeah could you, could you just tell us a little bit more about that I mean that's really fascinating and shocking yeah absolutely um in the black Asian minority ethnic community there is a higher incidence of obesity type 2 diabetes um, hypertension and some cancers so in particular breast bowel and prostate and you know some of this is genetic and, and our focus we decided to be really specific and deal with the black African Caribbean church where um, we know that it, you know a black man is three times more likely to be hypertensive than his white counterpart so it, wow. it, we, we felt it was really important because number one you know God wants us to be healthy um, and, you know, Ephesians 2 tempts as we're created in Christ to do good works, but also because it's costly for um, our national health service of, of this great nation. Yes. Yeah. So, so and because they are avoidable, we really felt um, it's a community where often, unfortunately, in the healthcare world, they're described as hard to reach. And as a healthcare professional, I see forums and different meetings and people say, you know, oh, the black community are hard to reach. And I say, mm mm. They're in church on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know talking about Muslim. They're in the mosque on Friday. <laughs> so it's about bringing health to church to a community that has, you know, suffered a number of in, in health inequalities. But actually, we're talking about the church, which is an influential hotbed, you know, of transformation. So, so um, we thought, yes, that this is a negative, you know, that the, yeah. the poor health is a negative, but we're bringing it into an environment that's positive, where the word of God dwells richly and bringing those two together. We have a, a good result for the participants, mm. a good result for their families, because, you know, we want to minister to our neighbours 
from a position of um, wellness, not sickness, yeah. but yeah. also a good result for our, our health service, which means, you know, Matt, in 2016, type 2 diabetes cost um, the, the government £11.4 billion. Pounds. Billion? Billion. With a B. Big B. That was just type 2 diabetes and its complications. Now, if our churches can do something about that, wouldn't that be fantastic? It would. So the question in the back of my mind, I'm sure it's the question that everybody listening is is thinking, is why? Why is there a higher incidence of these Mm. avoidable chronic illnesses within the BAM community? Why is this? Yeah. So, so, So there are a number of schools of thought. The first one is genetics. So, you know, we'll have to take that one to the Lord. Um, There's something about the genetics. Some people say, you know, it's epigenetic, meaning people have moved from Africa and the Caribbean to the UK. And then there's been a gene mutation. Some people have said because of lifestyle. So the fact that um, people may not be um, as active and they may not be um, eating foods that they're familiar with in terms of, you know, their original diets when they were back home in Africa or the Caribbean. So they've found um, alternatives which are not as healthy. And and some people have said it's because of poverty and, um, you know, health inequalities which are linked to um, socioeconomic issues. So there's, you know, there's a number of um, issues in that part. And, and what we're saying to people is it could be either of them. The one that we can't change is our genes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and to some you know, extent, socioeconomics, we can't change. But actually, do you know, the church is a fantastic place in terms of supporting families, um, you know, with acquiring food. So food poverty is an issue yeah. in, in our nation. It certainly and, is. And it is in, in, in our churches. And, and you know, um, one thing that the Healthy Church Initiative does is it encourages churches to come together around food. So we're saying that, you know, that the Healthy Church Initiative can actually affect the areas that are changeable. So mm. we can't do anything about our genetics, but we can do something about activity. We can help people make um, better food choices. We can signpost them to better food choices. And we can also help people in terms of, you know, the... Um, the cost of food and how they can shop more effectively to acquire healthier foods. And being in a church, you know, the church environment, it is about serving and supporting brethren and therefore families who don't have as much can be supported by families that may have a bit more. Of course, you know, the church is a storehouse where people can be um, supported. Mm. Now, can I ask you a question that, um, that you probably don't know the answer to, but it's mm. linked uh, to what you've been saying. Um, during COVID-19, there was a higher incidence uh, of COVID-19 um, amongst the black community than there were in other communities. Yeah. I mean, I mean, not, not, not slightly higher incidence. I mean, a multiples. Um, yeah. Uh, wh- wh- why do you think that? I mean, uh, this is, I, I said, you, you probably don't know the answer, but what, what is your sense about why is this the case? Yeah, really interesting question. And th- thanks for that, Matt. You know, the, to, for me as a healthcare professional and a researcher, the, the COVID-19 virus didn't tell me anything that I didn't know about the longstanding health inequalities amongst black African Caribbeans and particularly, you know, Asian. So so basically, we know, as I've already said, that there are studies and there is data to show that um, there's a higher risk because of genetics. 
of having underlying health issues, hypertension, type 2 diabetes. So if we say somebody who um, contracts COVID-19 who's obese and has type 2 diabetes, they're much more, um, so they're, they're more unlikely to perform well on a ventilator than somebody who's of a normal weight and doesn't have diabetes because the body finds it harder to um, to, to breathe, yeah. <laughs> um, if, you know, if, if there's obesity, but also if there are high blood sugar levels, um, the body is under what we call metabolic stress already. And that underlying metabolic stress has been an issue in some of the deaths. However, of course, you know, there are the inequalities are also around living conditions of people in BAME communities. So that's been drawn out. And also the types of jobs that people in BAME communities have. So, you know, the higher numbers of um, black and Asian nurses and, you know, um, consultants um, and also the higher numbers of, of black and Asian um, individuals working in the public domain so really doing you know yes. facing jobs like um bus driving and and public service and i think all of that together is a bit of a you know a, a mishmash of several things um and i think you know again the socioeconomic issues are are really going to be you know need a long-term solution don't they but in terms of the health um, there are things that people can do immediately in terms of health. And I think one of the areas for the black community in particular has been, you know, access to culturally relevant health programs. So the Healthy Tech yeah. Initiative is Bible based um, and it's um, also culturally relevant to black people and we've, we've yeah. said that we constantly say that because there are good programs that have been designed by the national health service but they're not specifically relevant to to black people so if you look through the workbook you'll see that you know in terms of just the imagery it's culturally relevant the foods yeah. that we're focusing on are culturally <laughs> relevant and perhaps one of the problems with engaging um with you know local health programs for the particular black and Asian community is people not feeling that sense of identity and yeah. not feeling that their problems have been addressed because mm. um, the person perhaps who's delivering the, the health intervention hasn't had that cultural understanding yeah. um, of the individuals. And we know now that, you know, the spiritual understanding is also important as well. Yeah. Amazing. Well, not only do I want to introduce you to a church I'm an honorary elder of here in London, but actually there's a church I preach regularly at in, uh, in Dallas in the United States. And I'd, I'd, I'd love Ooh. to introduce you to them as well. Awesome. Uh, um, you know, what, what three bits of advice would you give leaders listening today and the leaders I'm going to introduce you to? What three bits of practical advice would you give them about doing something around healthy lifestyle and, um, and perhaps working with the Healthy Church Initiative? Mm. Awesome. I think the first thing I'd say to leaders is, you know, many of your congregants are unwell due to poor food choices, lifestyle choices and genetics, which they can't change. But this doesn't glorify God. And as a leader, it's an opportunity for you to bring health into church because one of your roles is helping people to live a life that glorifies God. The second thing is that the Healthy Church Initiative um, is Bible-based <laughs> and <clears throat> it's a simple way of bringing health to the pulpit, which we know does actually change 
the, the, what we call um, the quality of people's lives and their opportunity to be beneficial here on earth. And thirdly, I think uh, we haven't really mentioned this, is that it also will make your church relevant to the community. So sometimes, you know, the, <clears throat> the black church has been seen to, to be um, to do a lot of work, but it's not always joined up with the local government. So with the Healthy Church Initiative, as you're working through the six week program, we also introduce you to your local government and to your local public health team who are delighted and really want to work with the black church on improving health in the community. So we've got the church, but then what we want you to do is turn out all your good work and su to support the local community. Absolutely. That's where we want to see transformation. Indeed. Right? Yes. But we, but we do have to start with ourselves. Yes. Healthy church <laughs> and then healthy community. I love that. It's a great message to finish on, Shola. Um, just thank you so much um, for being with us today. Uh, we've, uh, it's actually a longer podcast than we normally do, but there's so much uh, that we've learned um, from what you're doing. And I think that the closing message is healthy church, healthy a community awesome um, and uh, we wish you all the best um, with the development of the healthy church initiative in churches in the uk and around the world and also for your phd <laughs> um, you. Uh, you know that you're doing about the role of church-based health programs in the black church uh, i'm very much looking forward to reading your research as it's published over the years to come awesome thank you so much oh, for thank joining you so us today, much for Charla. having me matt it's been a real pleasure and thank yeah. you for the work that cinnamon does thank you thank you Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye now.